Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today I'm going to talk again about zines, only not a specific zine. Yesterday's episode, we discussed uh, Two Summers. It's a zine that I picked up that I think you should go back, listen to that episode, maybe pick it up. It's a cool little role-playing game. Uh, but I was uh, thinking, I've been around zines for a long time, never really gave them too much of a thought. I've, I've, put, I've published or printed out tons of zines over the years, uh, especially in the IWW and other organizations. I got a little setup. I've got my equipment. I've got a, a little stapler, one of those long ones that you can staple pretty much an entire book in the center and have them staple bound and my printers handle quite a bit. I currently, the current way that I do it is I have a, the HP in, Office Instant Ink subscription, so they always send me new ink so I can keep on printing them. Um, most of the zines I've printed out, I don't sell. Uh, I've, I've tended to table with them. And I've tended to go to different events and, and put them out because the information in them I've found to be important information. So there's like literally hundreds and hundreds of zines that I've just given out to the world over the years. Uh, the ones that I've printed or ones that I've collected and others have given to me. Right now I have this horribly uh, destroyed stack of uh, old political, mostly anarchist and labor organizing feminist zines sitting by me that unfortunately was in a, a cardboard box in the basement when the basement got some water in it and they're pretty waterlogged. I'm sure you can read them, but they're not in the best condition. I have quite a few other zines up on the shelf. My uh, obsession with gaming zines has come in more recent years. I started thinking of zines in different ways and seeing what was being put out and taking them more seriously. I had some older ones from uh, the late 80s and stuff like that that I didn't take care of when I had them. A few of them may have survived here and there over the decades, but not a whole lot. So zines, I started looking into it, and I'm no, no kind of expert in the history of zines or zines themselves. Just been involved with them and seen a lot of them and read a lot of them and passed a lot of them around over the years. I started thinking more about zines, and it occurred to me that we have... I wanted to look up what a definition of a zine was, because there's a lot of really professional quality stuff out there that I started, started questioning. What exactly is a zine? And Wikipedia itself, when it talks about the zines, it specifically refers to, I'll, I'll read it straight from there, small circulation of self-published work of original or appropriated, mind you, appropriated, texts and images, usually reproduced via a copy machine. I'd say most of the times nowadays it's being done by printers. Uh, people are using more uh, digital medium uh, things like InDesign, or a lot of people in the zine scene are using the Affinity products for design instead of Adobe products. Zines are the products of a single person or a very small group. It goes on to say a fanzine, a blend of a magazine is a non-professional, non-official publication produced by enthusiasts of a particular cultural phenomenon. So, I really like Free League Publishing, but they're a pretty big publisher. And they have uh, Morkbor, or Morkbori, however it's pronounced. Uh, well, that's a debate for another time because I have a hard time pronouncing it properly. They're, they put out a, a, a zine for it. Uh, it's a paperback, staple-bound thing, uh, kind of along the lines of a zine, but that made me question, well, what is a zine? This kind of tends to be in the realm of fans putting out 
unofficial content of or addressing. Uh, I grew up receiving many of these fanzines or fan papers and stuff like that. But here it is, the publisher itself is putting out a zine. Uh, one of the earliest zines I was looking at was Reign of the Superman. Reign of the Superman was kind of the origin or first view of we got of the concept of Superman that we know. It was a zine made in the 30s. It came out before the Superman comics. And Superman in that was kind of based on the Ubermunch, I believe that's pronounced from... Uh, from old, what's his name? Um, oh, what's the philosopher that that did the Ubermunch, the the Superman? Was that uh, I, it's escaping my brain right now? But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, it was Schuster and Siegel had a part hand in this and uh, illustrating this and all. And this zine has apparently sold for upwards to forty seven thousand dollars for remaining copies. Uh, we're into gaming zines in this podcast because this is a gaming podcast, RPGs, and there's a huge thriving community of gaming zines right now. And one of the things that really helps with that is our access to technology, uh, being able to make a PDF or shoot uh, a file to a printer real quick and make 100 copies at the touch of a button. Uh, we used to not be able to do that. Thinking back to a lot of the zines I've been involved with were in info shops, uh, people putting out various things on various topics from veganism to feminism, anarchism, communism, uh, you name it. I've seen zines of every stripe, uh, even things about gardening and comic books, uh, so on and so forth. And Early on in, these, these weren't uncommon to have publications like this that weren't going through big publishers. Just look at Emma Goldman a hundred some years ago. She had Mother Earth, which she produced regularly, a newspaper of political dissent. A lot of famous people wrote for it, but it wasn't some big publisher. It was very much in line with fanzines and stuff like that. It makes me question... Uh, what's the, the purpose of the zine? A lot of times people go after it as they want the physical thing itself. The zine itself is reduced to the publication, how neat this little thing is. Is it collectible or the content that's inside of it that people are trying to get out? And for most people who are putting them out, it's about that content they want to get out. They're just not a big publisher, just like Emma Goldman wasn't. And the, when they published... Rise of the uh, Reign of the Superman. That was, you know, they weren't the big publisher at the time trying to get something out any way you could. So it seemed odd when uh, to me that there's this trend of putting out official zines for things. Old School Essentials is a great little uh, publication. It's they're kind of becoming a small publisher on their own at this point. It seems the game itself has a huge following. It rose up out of the BX Essentials books initially, which kind of evolved into the OSE is what it seems, Old School Essentials book, which is a hardback, nicer book. And they're putting out also official zines with Kickstarters and stuff like that. So we see that evolution of doing something smaller, becoming a better publishing uh, venture, similar to Rise of the Super, or Reign of the Superman. I'm getting my titles there confused. And now, in this day and age, we have things like Print on Demand and Drive Through RPG, Lulu. Uh, fan publications can take on new forms. So it makes me really question, what is the zine? Is the zine just the format of that 
a lot of people see the eight and a half by 11 pages folded up in half to make that small little little zine size. And I think that there's a lot more to it. In the 80s, we had a, a lot of access to Xerox machines, uh, copiers. There was a lot of expropriation of being able to cut things out and paste them to a physical page and make that Xerox, as opposed to nowadays where we're more copying and pasting on a computer. So there's been a big change in the zine scene and how zines work and how they go. I think that zines in the role-playing world are amazing because so many people that play those games are creatives and are constantly creating new and innovative ideas. And previously, it was kind of hard to have access to everything to put out your ideas for others to use. But now we've reached a point where independent gamers can just type it up, throw in a few images, maybe throw in their own drawings, and bingo! We can make it so the world can access our, our, uh, our creations, our ideas. I like zines. I've liked them for a long time. A lot of times, the zines that I've put out have just been handed out and given to people. A few have been sold for a fundraiser here or there for a, a couple bucks or a donation. But I like being able to have that ability to put things out. I did it with my blog, uh, Gonzo Times, when I was doing that. I don't see that as far different from a zine from my perspective as I'm trying to get the information out there in a medium that I can reach others with without having access to a big publisher or the 6 o'clock news. And when it comes to Dungeons & Dragons, I may not be Hasbro who can put out the big official nice book but I can come a lot closer to that now that we have print-on-demand, and I can actually have control over printing it out and creating the physical product uh, myself through my printer. So zines and the technology we have now to create zines is amazing and has really uh, improved. I'm trying to avoid the us, but I still keep on stumbling into it. It has really improved and made it more possible for us to put more out there. And there's been a real big boom of extremely creative, innovative things coming out from a lot of zines and publishers these days. I have a lot more to say on zines, I think, and a lot more to, uh, questions to ask. I know a few people I'd like to touch base with and maybe see if I can get to come on here that have been more involved with zines over the years and have maybe a few more insights on the phenomena of zines, fanzines, publications like that. We can go back through history. The, some of the first zines I was aware of are things like Sniffing Glue, the old punk rock zines, uh, 70s and 80s. There was a lot of that going around. Lots of music zines, hip-hop zines, and things of that sort that came out over the years have become collector's items, similar to that Reign of the Superman one we had before. So we're probably going over time. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the brakes here. We're gonna have a longer episode today, slightly. If you have a chance, uh, if you're so kind, please share this episode if you've enjoyed it, uh, and share any of the previous episodes if you've enjoyed them. Suggest us to your friends. Uh, go ahead and give us a positive. Review somewhere. Help us get the podcast out there. Visit the website that we have our little blog on. That's kind of our way of getting ideas and concepts and the things we're writing about and passionate about out there. That's at Wobblies and Wizards, all one word, W-O-B-B-L-I-E-S and Wizards.com. And like, 
subscribe, do all those other things, and keep those dice rolling.